Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi there and welcome to episode 104 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown. Let's face it, there's no joke here, just drugs. And as usual, I'm joined by the man who makes drugs look cool, mostly by not taking them. And, of course, the woman who's like a natural high and the come down that follows Mrs. ADHD, um, who isn't here. She's got a woman's cold, um, which is scientifically proven to be far less virulent than man flu. So I'm going to fill in for her bit then. Ding. So Alex, Alex, hi. Far out, daddy-o. I mean, the thing is, that's that is that's your level, isn't it? That's bang on your kind of cultural reference point for any um, illicit substance, isn't it? I, I literally Googled, how do drug people <laughs> say hello? And and that is how we say hello. <clears throat> and Sam... We, we. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and Sam, hi. Are you just reading off the script, James, even though you've just said she's not here? I said I'm going to fill in her parts, Al. Oh, okay, so, go on then. <laughs> and did... Sam, hi. Hiya! <laughs> uh, how are you both? Mrs. ADHD first. Oh, God, everything's terrible. Um, or is it brilliant? I don't know. But either way, it's been that way forever. Oh, okay. And then, fucking kill you. Yep. And uh, Alex, he asks jadedly, how are you? I'm excellent, thanks, James. Do you know, actually, I'm not. I've had a bit of a nightmare. I've had injuries mm. to myself with my busted knee. And then yesterday, all day in the x-ray department or hospital with a broken collarbone for my four-year-old, who I'd been ibuprofening for three days and telling that she has to move it because it's just ligament pain and it and she's got a fracture. Oh God. Ah, oh, but and it's a big but, James. The listener the listener numbers are very high, apparently, the numbers guy tells me. <laughs> Not sure why. It might be because the listeners themselves are high. God knows. One of them sent us a letter. Via Ouija board, I assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a bit bleak, isn't it? <laughs> yes, no, it is from a Robert from Ginderminster in a way. It says, interesting episode on men and women. Did you know that James was born both of them and we had to choose one? So we chose neither. He's like an action man down there. Smooth. I, did, I didn't know that, Robert. Thank you. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> we, we've, we've, we've had a real letter there. I'm going to read it out. You ready? Yeah. Can I? No, it's from an origin. I'm not going to read out his second name because I don't know if we've asked. God knows. Um, it says, you guys are amazing, which could be taken one of two ways. <laughs> I've been listening to your podcast on Spotify all day. I somehow always felt I had some symptoms of ADHD, but never got it checked. Listening to your podcast helped me re relate to all that. I've been going through my entire life. I'm 26 and literally yesterday, I kind of solidified my belief that I've always had ADHD. The relief I've been feeling all day. Man, I can't even put it into words. Thank you so much. More power to you. That is so lovely. And a big red heart. Genuinely lovely. lovely. And thank you. And we love it very much. It is. Thank you, Arjun. What was that, James? Internationally? Great question. 
<laughs> we are. Up by one country on my list, it says here, to 154 countries, just a single country in a week. What are the chances? I think you know. <laughs> this week's country is almost certainly not Luxembourg, where one of the languages spoken is the brilliantly named Luxembourgish. So a hearty moyen and vigeet to the Luxembourgian got dog that has to listen to us as company when their owners go out for the day. <laughs> it's a non-gendered dog then, isn't it, by the sound of it? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> my car's non-gendered, it, which is true, actually, Sam. Yeah, you call your car they, them, don't you? Anyway, thanks for that both. As usual, this bottle of Koros that your mum bought from the town market, which cost £2.99 and actually smells of Bieber cheese of a podcast, is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last week we talked about ADHD in males and females, and this week we're focusing on the topic of psychedelics. Largely because lots of people who are waiting either for an assessment or for, for titration or are struggling to get the NHS to accept their contract are asking what other things work and are exploring other options. Three parts, as usual, include ear-fingeringly bad evidence-based information delivered in pseudo-English by Alex the Psycho, education monkey. Hello. Our personal reflections, that's all three of us, on the theme. <laughs> and top tipics, tip tips, tip topics, spunk jumping, whatever it is now. Um, obviously, big disclaimer clacks on. Clacks on. It says we. We're not advocating for the use of illicit substances. Um, but... You know, as every, as lots of people are taking them, it's important to get the evidence out there. And, you know, whole species shouldn't be made illegal. So, James Dean, um, crack on with your drug talk. Did you say beaver cheese? Yes, I did, yes. What, the, what is that even? Is it you're cheese beaver's eat? You're not a Monty Python fan, are you? From the cheese shop sketch, he asks for Venezuelan beaver cheese. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I, I forget, I forget everything, don't know what I'm a fan of. Right, okay, are you ready? Psychedelics can be defined in the Oxford English Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Ah, ah, yeah, you fell in my trap, James, because we do have to define them. Ah, I did a thing. The definition in this case is useful. Oh, it went squeaky. So the word psychedelic came originally from correspondence between Aldous Huxley and psychiatrist Humphrey Osmond. You'll know Aldous Huxley, uh, James, because he's the grandson of Thomas Huxley, Darwin's I've bulldog. Also, I've, also, I've also read The Doors of Perception and um, uh, Brave New World, both Aldous Huxley books, Alex, so fuck you. I prefer, honestly, I prefer his granddad's work, genuinely. Before <laughs> this, they were sometimes brilliantly called, with a PH, Fantastica. <laughs> I mean, that Fair we should name. still call them that. But mm. psychedelic comes from psych, meaning mind, obviously, and but delic means for uh, manifesting or or creating, so mind creations. Anywho, James, the classical three like psychedelics that people have heard of are the, the very famous lysergic acid, diethylamide, or LSD, 25, mm-hmm. but also mescaline, <clears throat> that's the Mexican cactus one, is it peyote or yeah, coyote? <laughs> Then again, Piyote P- P- would have been a better film, wouldn't it? Is it Piyote? I've only ever seen it written Piyote is, is one of the cacti that you can get mescaline from. There are two others, but it's in far lower... Oh, shut up. Right. No, no, that's like indigenous potions, isn't it? And then there's psilocybin, which is mushroom soup. So what do those three classic ones have in common? They all activate a specific neurotransmitter receptor 
in the brain. So individual neurotransmitters, serotonin, and it's one receptor, serotonin 2A or 5-HT2A, some people call it. Does that sound familiar? It's because we've mentioned serotonin many times before. The ADHD medication, Lizdex, mm-hmm. also increases serotonin activity. And actually, probably the other ADHD meds to do as well. To do, do too as well. To do, to do. And for years, rightly or wrongly, drugs that increase serotonin mm-hmm. levels or activity in the brain have also been used to treat depression. <clears throat> <laughs> Are you doing Sam again? Yeah, I'm doing yeah. Sam throughout I'm the whole episode. We've written questions for her, and you you think instead of just not doing them, you well, should the, do a what the, what is Brummy Stoke accent? I don't it's meant, to be Stoke. it's meant to be Stoke. So the questions right. are always in this placeholder, and then obviously she just asks her own thing. But I'm gonna go with yeah. the placeholder. So <clears throat> <laughs> But you don't trip off Prozac. <laughs> At least I didn't. You know you are writing the justification for divorce and recording yeah, yeah, it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very true, Sam. <laughs> because it's a different receptor. It's still serotonin, but it's two B instead of two A. There's a Shakespeare joke in there that can't be off. So <laughs> that's serotonin two B. We're talking about two A, which is found in different parts of the brain and does different stuff. Anywho, mm. so these classical psychedelics activate the other serotonin receptor, and that is the thing that can cause euphoria, a change in perception of stuff, change in thought processes, even change in mood. <clears throat> this is, um, I think this is in danger of becoming the shittest TED talk ever. <laughs> it's got a good competition, um, doesn't it? I'm not wearing so a polo the, neck. No, exactly. So you know what I'm going to ask, obviously, which I always do at this point. No, no, I'm not getting there yet, no. James. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Anyway, again, psychedelics have been used in healing, inverted commas, fucking high, for thousands of years. And when they were massive-sized in the 1890s up till the 1950s, psychiatrists then got interested because, and this is amazingly awful, they thought they could introduce psychosis to patients and then study psychosis. Wow. They were giving people psychosis just out of interest. Unbelievable. Mate, what amazing. they actually found, which is, yeah, really shocking. N- not surprising, though, which is <laughs> why a lot of psychiatrists started self-using them and sharing them with mates and so on, was that they were very pleasant and interesting. It says here, everyone, apart from me, has heard of that Albert Hoffman bicycle story after he accidentally <clears throat> exposed himself Ding. to some LSD crystals, which he'd made himself, or, or he originally made them himself. And... Mm. He got some really interesting effects in terms of mental health and started some really interesting reportings, or that, that did start some mental health reportings in the scientific literature. Psychedelicus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're leaving reportings there. Reportings, that's acceptable. Now, I know your, your knowledge of grammar exceeds mine by yeah. quite a bit. Reportings. Yeah. So the um, suffix ing is a way of nominalization of any verb. It's how you create a noun you. from a I verb. I hate you. I how hate can you not you. know that? To shop, Report. we're going yes. shopping. They and, did then, the and, then, and then if multiple people go shopping, then it's shoppings. Multiple shopping trips, yeah, would be shoppings, different shoppings. My God, I hope, I hope you're wrong and I hope we get correspondence. Anyway, carry on. Corresponding. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Anywho, 
Anywho, this led to LSD being packaged as del, uh, delicid or delicide, and it was started to be sent out all the way across the globe for psychiatrists to literally and figuratively monkey around with. Oh, it's Sam again, isn't it? Um, for ADHD. It really is like having her in the room. Mm. All right, James, I'll get to the blooming ADHD, bub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assumed James was going to ask that. And never mind, I'm not doing it anymore. West Country. Before I do, though, firstly, a massive wave of research happened before the war on drugs. And this research showed that psychedelic-assisted therapy was rapidly and successfully treating some, for example, ASD, autism, communication issues, some uh, addiction issues, alcoholism, drug use, uh, depressive disorders, end-of-life anxiety... Much later on, research started to show that psychedelics also may be successfully treated OCD and PTSD. The list goes on. Has to be said, though, as a critical voice, that these were not amazingly well done studies. They're small because, well, it's hard to do research with drugs, especially illegal ones. Yeah, in an academic sense, it's hard to do research with them. Lots of people yeah. have, you know, researched done their them. own research. <laughs> yeah, done their own research. Are we there yet, Al? Berkeley? Yes. What about ADHD? Now, yes. theoretically, or James wrote that hypothetically, oh, it makes hell. sense that these <laughs> compounds may work as classical psychedelics tend to switch off the classic default mode network, the DMN, demon. You might remember that's the inverted commas, rabbit ears, James, daydreaming yep. part of the brain that leads to mind wandering in ADHD types. And equally, there were some, again, shittily small studies, not because of the researchers, because it's not funded properly, that have shown microdosing of psychedelics may be superior to placebo for a range of psychiatric disorders. So obviously, increasingly, people are starting to do that themselves, microdosing psychedelics to self-medicate ADHD. So what they do is they take a sub-therapeutic dose um, that it says in brackets in the script it's only sub-therapeutic if you're not Alex says he has the capacity for drugs of a toddler <laughs> that, there's a lot going on with that sentence we need to yeah. dive into so um, taking sub-therapeutic dose on alternative <clears throat> days or in a similar pattern people have been doing for themselves <clears throat> Sam's got a lot of fucking lines in this podcast I'm going to add one here. James, didn't you mean sub-threshold? Uh, yes, Sam, I did mean sub-threshold, and Alex just read the bit that I'd written, because obviously therapeutic would be therapeutic. Have yeah, you got another and... question, Sam? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> does it work? <laughs> it's a great question, Sam. <laughs> C continuing to make James look stupid, and I mean that literally in this case. <laughs> so do does it work? Does microdosing sub-therapeutic, sub-threshold uh, uh, psychedelics work? Well, in one word, it depends who you ask. It's more than one word. Purely looking <laughs> at the research, what they've reported is this, that there's a one low-quality case report shows or describes microdosing helping one adult with ADHD symptoms. Um this self-reported, which is obviously also low-quality evidence, effectiveness of microdosed psilocybin, mushroom soup, being significantly higher compared to that of like conventional treatments for ADHD, and also anxiety disorders. Mm. Again, microdosing psilocybin, self-medicating, also probably improved some comorbid psychiatric issues. There were decreases and increases in ADHD symptoms and well-being, respectively. There wasn't any improved performance on time perception, 
Um, and the, that one, interesting that that used a validated ADHD symptom scale, mm. but compared to placebo in one trial, there were no improvements. So there may be elements of ritualism or mm. self bias or something like that. So <clears throat> to summarize, if you can, because you're making drugs boring, which is an achievement. <laughs> yeah, uh, it might work. There's not a lot of good evidence, but absence of evidence and evidence of absence are not the same thing. So it might be that we need more. Um, what we need is the larger placebo con control trial that hopefully will be coming out later this year. Brilliant. So now you've ruined drugs for a whole generation. We'll take a break and we'll be back for all three of our, oh God, <laughs> personal reflections. Point. I'm not. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. What? Welcome back to episode 104 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. This is part two, Personal Reflections, and you're joined, as always, by James, Sam, and yes! Alex. <laughs> We're talking about everything psychedelics and ADHD. Uh, I'm going to have to start with you, James, because I can't honestly. It's so shrill. Sam's, Sam's definitely Sam. Don't, listen, she's not, she's not here to defend herself. Don't get attacking her voice, mate. <laughs> oh no, she is here. She's de she's definitely here to defend herself. That's completely legitimate. Um, okay, it's fair. it is. Have you got fair, any right? personal evidence of psychedelics, James? I can imagine not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So my personal reflections are: first of all, obviously, we know lots of people with ADHD, don't we? Through the charity, through the podcast, yeah. through friends, family, etc. What I can say is, and this is obviously anecdotal, as is m much of the evidence in rabbit ears of the effectiveness of psychedelics is some of my friends i'd say a good two-thirds have reported that they find it helps them more than the medication although not all of those friends have stuck with it which suggests that again that kind of positive almost uh, bias towards wanting this to work having read websites and blogs and and seeing adverts etc um I've had some really profound kind of statements saying, oh, it's amazing. It's, it's completely different. I got so much shit done in the first couple of days. But then a couple of weeks later, I've either heard that they've gone back to their meds or <clears throat> heard that they've just they've stopped doing it, et cetera. And so what I'd say is most of my friends have reported something positive, at least for a bit, on their ADHD meds or their mental health. In terms of my experiences, I've not microdosed for my ADHD because until recently, my ADHD meds have been really effective. I feel like they're less effective at the minute, and I don't know why. And we're going to do an episode on medication holidays at some point, although there's not a lot of evidence because we think it's important. Again, lots of people ask questions about should I stop taking it now and again to increase effectiveness. And I am, I am definitely tempted to microdose, but largely because of that theory that, <clears throat> that you alluded to in the clumsily written psychoeducation section, yeah. Alex, um, if you if you look at what they do, the theory or the hypothesis, I don't know which it is, and I was a scientist for 20 years, it's kind of rock solid, Al. Ther the, hypothetically, if you, look at, if you look at how, particularly the classical psychedelics, wh what they do is they increase connectivity between the parts of the brain which don't communicate as well in ADHD. So they don't just switch off the, de the default mode network. And, and we've already talked a little bit about how mind wandering could be absolutely essential to inattentiveness. Actually, it could just be mind wandering a lot of the time. And, and switching that off is therefore theoretically 
benefit hypothetically beneficial for ADHD, but equally the parts of the brain, those networks, remember the brain works in networks that don't work, that don't talk to each other as well in ADHD, start to talk to each other. So that, that the theory kind of makes sense. I have a lot, surprisingly, Alex, I have some experience with psychedelics. Never. Um, but generally macro dosing, not micro dosing. <laughs> yeah. um, and what I would say is that I don't think psychedelics should be used in the same way as other recreational drugs for a laugh. They are a laugh, obviously, but I think well, not not they shouldn't be. I think they have <clears throat> far greater use than that. And you can even self-guided um, therapeutize effectively on psychedelics because of the way in which they disengage the part of the brain that's related with negative emotions, the amygdala, because the way in which the connection between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex, the, the very front of the fronty bit on the right, as Alex likes to call it, um, which is kind of ADHD central. And therefore, I've had some pretty profound realizations about my mental health. So ADHD obviously rarely comes alone. Everybody knows I've got all the things including lots of self-loathing, low self-esteem, uh, mood disorder, etc. And I, on a macro dose of a psychedelic, absolutely saw for the first time when I questioned myself where my damage was and visualized my damage as this black rotating ball with crackling energy. And I realized actually that all of my self-loathing actually comes from being rejected as a kind of 12-year-old boy and not having that many friends i thought you were going to ding them for some reason i was and then I, and then yeah. i had a moment an unusual moment of self-breaking <laughs> yes well done yeah. some good yeah, comments are going to be cancelled with strong yes with that one. um so so for me i prefer I, I i understood finally why i hate myself actually because it's it comes back to those formative years when i was neurodevelopmentally delayed when yeah. i wasn't that popular and that that was the seed of all of my hatred and self-loathing and therefore in terms of the coexisting conditions of adhd my experience with macro not micro dosing is it definitely helped me understand why the self-hatred james and can you take another load and see why i hate you <laughs> actually i probably can to be fair or i can come up with some reasons agreed yeah so so my personal reflections are if you're going to do it um, this is this is the hardest part. When I, I, you know, my, you know the talks I do. I, I don't oh, your tiny about. little pointless, yeah. uh, depressing talk. <clears throat> I've got one on Tuesday on this subject: psychedelics and ADHD. Um, and lots of people obviously come and ask. I can't get it, and obviously, I, you know, I'm not a dealer anymore, and <laughs> I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to say to people, well, you know, you can find the dark web, or you can go out searching in air in local areas. So what I would say is, if you are considering doing this do it as safely as possible which mm. isn't easy actually because you're not buying something that is licensed regulated tested um given to you at a set dose if you do find people that sell micro dosing capsules you're trusting them that it's that it's a the thing you said it isn't b at the dose yeah. you wanted it to be so just just be safe if you're going to do it oh god what about you <laughs> sam yeah sam what, what are your i haven't prepared anything so um well I haven't I haven't I haven't tried it. Um like like James I can't no I can't I can't I've got yeah. nothing. I've got nothing now. I mean you could try saying something that you like factually correct that you've just made up. That might work. Because it'll be fine. You can't something. you can't break a badger's jaw. 
Yeah, whilst on psychedelics. No, you can't. Yes. No, you can't, exactly. Thanks for that, Sam. That was um, yeah, cheers, Sam, really yeah. insightful. Alex, what about you? <laughs> nope, definitely not for me. No. Um, I cannot take anything that means I lose control of my already weak grasp on reality and my own mind. I am really aware that... Um, Mind-altering drugs are a big thing in ADHD world, and our tribe is uh, like with the like lowest threshold for entry in the, of any tribe in the world. Mm. And I, I, you know, I famously self-medicated f- with cocaine for a long time for crossword-related reasons. <laughs> but and you've got a big butt, James. Ah. What, what I really want to know is: are there other ADHD people out there? And I'm sure there are that hate any kind of trippy drugs even marijuana or, any, or like hate anything that disconnects you from reality. Like me, I absolutely hate it. I need to be in control. I think it's because I don't have a lot of metacognition. I don't know what reality is my own reality often. So any, anything that I'm kind of clinging on anyway. So James, do you remember the, that one single time I tried that round mushroom thing you made me eat that, that was delicious? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone else was, was had tissue up their nose, and you were saying, oh, it's very piquant. It reminds me of... <laughs> it was nice. It was it nice. The effects it. were horrific. I didn't. I couldn't tell time. I mean, I'm not very good at that at the best times, but I was looking at a clock, and I didn't know what time it was. It was awful, awful, <laughs> awful. I also want to say, like, from a personal perspective, we're not a political organisation, mm. but some people think that the war on drugs is actually just a political attack on, on race and class, on working classes. I mean, they're correct. It is. That's exactly mm. what it was. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, it's not a secret that I'm, I'm a sober person these days and I can't do these sorts of things. And yet it remains true that by regulating and decriminalizing drugs, we could protect and support people much more effectively. That's my personal reflection. And, and importantly, get more research because it's, yeah. it's so difficult um friend of the show and fellow trustee eric has been doing some work uh eric grows brain cells in a jar alex used to do a similar thing um but what, uh, one of the studies <laughs> from people's brains <laughs> ex vivo um and you know, the licenses and the regulations required just to get a bit of ketamine and stick it on some brain cells, you know, is difficult. And that's a legal kind of licensed drug which they give to children, you know, when they've broken a leg. Trying to get, yes, and trying to get um, sufficient regulatory approval and licenses in place to use illicit substances, which you can't get from, I remember looking at the, the Sigma, which is, used to be the name of a scientific provider catalogue and seeing you could buy you know, absolutely pure cocaine in there. And I thought, that's interesting. Obviously, I wasn't allowed. Um, but by legalizing and decriminalizing, the research will become easier. I feel I may have intimated that they give horses ketamine for a broken leg. They don't. They shoot them. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, there's no time for our weekly game. I've watched James lost. Sam is very quiet at the minute. What's James lost, <laughs> forgotten, or mislaid this week? <clears throat> are you ready, Al? You're ready nine eight, you I believe. Do you fucking that's, yes. is that the first time you've done that on air? Because you do that before we start every fucking. I forgot episode. that we were on air. Oh, oh, by the way, I've realised the start credits are longer than seven seconds. <laughs> so you know when we don't swear for the first seven seconds. Yeah. 
it's already gone. The start, the music at the start is longer than seven, seven seconds. seconds. Does that yeah. count? They don't. I, well, I assume so. I don't know. Anyway, great um, point. Great, really right. good timing for that, mate. Really helpful little editorial and, chat. And, you know, Anyone would think that I've got multiple streams of information racing through my brain at any one time. Actually, that's me taking on Sam's persona. I should have done it in her voice, right? So the the producer will edit that in post. I don't all of this. Yeah, the the tech guy will do it. Right. So, as you know, I bought Mm -hmm. a car this weekend. I do. And uh, the story behind that, which we'll talk about in Thursday's episode, is very, very, very ADHD. It really is. But I also sold my previous car and successfully sold it and oh god actually i've got to do something um the problem is that i forgot i lost one of the things that i put in the advert and that they've been very understanding which is kind of needed when you're you're moving a car on so did i lose a the logbook for the car yeah for those that uh, aren't listening in the UK, this is like your re- registration document for the car. It shows that you own it. So did I lose a logbook? Option B, did I lose the second key, which was in the listing? People really like second keys, you know. I think they're quite expensive to get hold of. People often in the past have said, has he got two keys, mate? Yeah, yeah, um, they're like 200 quid, aren't they? Yeah, even if they're women, they have the same tone of voice, ironically. <clears throat> and And finally, or... Finally, do I lose the manual which has all the service stamps in there for the car? Ooh. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I, oh, that is a really good one. None of those are very funny. No. Log, log. You, you can make it, something like, out. You can make something out of log because I've chogged toilets and I poo a lot. I see. It's not a literal log, though, is it? It's just <clears> a word well, we use. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm not going to do funny jokes because they're all boring. I'm going to guess. I think you lost the logbook. No, I've changed my mind. Oh, you changed oh. my mind. <laughs> yeah, we'll take, no, we'll take the final answer. We'll take the final answer. Okay, my fucking final hell. answer. Then I'll say logbook. You fucking, you utter <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ! You cunt on a tap. Stop using the C bomb. I can't help it. You didn't, did, I, ten... did I win again? Accidentally. Yes, you're ten eight up. Yes, I like so. Yes. Got... So the lovely couple, the lovely cheating. couple that came down to buy the car. Um, yeah. Obviously, I said, "Have you got the logbook?" And I said, "Yep." And then Sam and I spent a good hour and a half going through oh, every yeah. single piece of paper in the house. Bear in mind, I know, I know for a fact it is slash was. In the filing cabinet, in the bit that says car, I've fucking seen yeah, yeah. it. In an envelope. Where else would it be? You probably put it somewhere yeah. safe for selling reasons. Ooh, <clears> yeah, not I'll... in the book. Not in the bit that says car. No, no, under no exactly. Yeah, it'll box. be in. It'll be in the loft or the garage in a sandwich box or yeah. something. Safe and they were very understanding, but obviously, I then told them, "No, it's okay. You can apply for a new logbook when you've gone home." And got a message last night saying, "Sorry, mate, you're going to have to apply for the logbook yeah, and send it to." Yeah. yeah uh, um, yeah, they're very Ten understanding. Eight. Ten eight. Ten eight. I'm gutted. We'll see in part. I'm, I'm, we'll see in part three. I'm too gutted. I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back to part three of episode i don't know because i can't read things of of a podcast whose name i can't remember and in part three we we give tips alex 
Yes, yes, Sam. <laughs> no follow-ups. Um, uh, what are your top tips? Oh, good question, Sam. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, I've got one, one thing to say, which is illegal drugs are not regulated. You do not know what that is. Mm. What you're buying is not what, what you think it is, almost certainly, or certainly not only what you think it is. Even if you do know what it is, you don't know how much is in it because the purity is different than where they make it. It's not regulated. So my, my honest main tip here is if you can advocate and fight for law change to support research to support following evidence and for you to follow evidence yourselves even if the evidence doesn't say what we want it to do we often get people angry with us for not saying you should definitely use marijuana you should definitely promote marijuana you should definitely promote lsd and james is let's say he's not anti-drugs but we follow the evidence even if we Mm. desperately want psychedelics to be the cure-all for everything it doesn't mean they are so we need more research. That's my tip here. My other tip is definitely never go to Amsterdam with James. Fucking hell. <laughs> Ooh. Nearly ruined my stag do, didn't you? It was amazing. As as people know, what did you do on my stag do with Jeddy? Yeah, coffee shops of Amsterdam. That is what that's what you're supposed to do. Coffee shop, but you are museums and parks, I believe, as well, yeah, wasn't And it? coffee yeah. shops where we drank yeah. coffee. Yeah. <clears throat> the rest of us did not leave the flat. Um <laughs> Sam. What about you? Well, I think from all the literature I've read that actually the evidence for psychedelics in use in other psychiatric conditions is pretty robust. (laughs) Alex. Do you, you, Sam? More than ADHD? Much more. Um, There were a thousand clinical trials in the 50s alone (laughs) looking at guided therapy. And we know that, for example... The dose is needed. This a very is low. more offensive than yep. the normal stuff. Yep. Um, you know, sometimes even just one guided. It's, it's too brummy, isn't it? Stoke, stoke, stoke. I know that is not even in the top ten things wrong with it. I know. Um. So yeah, it could work for ADHD. I haven't done it, but top tips again. Yeah, as Alex said, try and be safe. <clears throat> Thanks, Sam. That was um, yeah. Geez. I was I, I surprised you've read as much of the literature as you have, actually. Yeah, I have. And it maybe seems really to my odd. talks. No, I haven't. It seems really odd, James, that even now Sam hasn't asked you what you think. You think in this one particular <laughs> instance she might have done. James. Thanks, Sam. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I, this is really important, actually. This this tip, typic spunk trumpet spunking, isn't just for psychedelics it's for all supplements all supplements all things that are not medically regulated compounds everything is a chemical everything is a chemical there's no good chemicals there's no bad chemicals there are just the responses that people have to chemicals jelly babies are a good chemical they're they're not alex jelly babies are the worst sweet no i like chocolate she actually does (laughs) like chocolate chocolate Basically, it's it's the, the the dry kind of shavings and powder that comes off really cheap chocolate, which apparently in Stoke-on-Trent you could buy in the pick and mix as a bag of really? just like chocolate. But yeah, it's fucking awful. I've had it once. Chocolate. Anyway, thanks, Sam. Yeah. Yes. So all, every, everything's a chemical and there's no good or bad ones. But in the world of supplements and in the world of illicit substances, <clears throat> there is no regulator. There is no testing. There are very rarely anything like high evidence kind of clinical 
trials. So whether you're trying lion's mane, whether you're trying omega-3, whether you're trying, you know, other weirdly named plant-based compounds, they've still got chemicals in them. Even and, CBD and, oil, right? It's, yeah. There's loads of different things that claim to be that. There's no real rules for it. No, exactly. And, and most of the CBD oil that you buy kind of legally from shops or on the internet is has a tenth of the dose that is d- used in trials that use cbd as a therapy which so often, again, which often don't even have very great results anyway it's very no, it, frustrating it, it, exactly exa- <clears throat> exactly so so if you take that kind of on board that actually everything's a chemical and a- anything can keto even water too much water um you know you can hyperhydro not hyperhydrosis hyper hydration and you know that can stop your heart because of low levels of potassium in the blood the concentration i just didn't want alex to correct me um i thought your top tipic was going to be if you're doing psychedelic truffles <laughs> take loads of diet coke and stuff tissue paper up your nose paper up your nose yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> put them yeah. on a salad <laughs> oh, jesus so that being said um stick tissue paper up your nose if you're taking truffles no um, it's it's not legal, obviously. It's not legal. Now, while supplements are, and you can go to Holland and Barrett or, or Boots, other stores are available, and buy your, your I don't know, other supplements, they're, yeah. they're not tested. A lot of them are made in countries that have questionable uh, standards when it comes to what they put into the tablets that you take. And everyone seems to trust that these supplements are good for us when, in some cases, there's evidence that they're not. Now, when you're looking yeah. at illicit substances, it's that times... I'll get this wrong, Alex will complain, maybe three times five, you know, in terms of what you're getting, because the people that sell these substances, you know, sometimes particularly with psychedelics, it might be your mate that knows where mushrooms grow or you know where mushrooms grow and you know which ones to pick. And therefore there's an element of at least, you know, what you're picking if you are a a mushroom enthusiast. But if you're buying stuff off somebody, you don't know what it is. Um, You don't know what the dose is. And therefore, again, it's about it's about being safe. It's it's all about safety first. We're not advising you to 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 do this or try this, but I think it's important we present the evidence because lots of people are. Now, psychedelics are generally generally a safe-ish class of compounds. In that, if you look at the evidence in trials, when yeah. kind it's of pure and regulated, <clears throat> yeah. when it's pure and regulated, I think in the first 700 LSD guided trips, there was one adverse reaction. And in terms of you know Professor David Nutt's work, these are tolerable and relatively safe compounds. But and it's a massive but, not for everybody. You know, not everybody responds the same. It's the same with any medication. It's the same with any supplement. It's the same with any chemical. There will be people that respond. There will be people that don't respond. And there will be people who have an adverse reaction. That's why we're not advocating or saying do this. We're just providing the evidence. So so if you're going to do it, just try and be as safe as you can. Right then. Sam's got nothing to add. So I suppose that was episode 104 of the ADHD Adults podcast, uh, which wasn't catastrophizing, uh, maybe about the state of drug laws, um, but was about ADHD and psychedelics. If by a miracle you enjoyed this episode, why not support the charity on the link provided? Because otherwise Alex is going to have to paint his his head bright red and pretend to be one of those toadstools that kills you if you don't cook it properly. It's not really round. Well, I suppose it's round from the top. Anyway, if you want to get in touch, contact us on the socials or on Discord. See you Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye, all.